Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We get it. Cincinnati jungle fit it. Who they in our house? We win it. Orange and black and white. We build it. Earned our stripes. You know we kill it. Bleed our colors. Jungle dripping. Nasty natty. Yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd. Hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce. Make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel. From the sideline to the huddle. Stripes we tatted on the jungle. When we flex that. Who they muscle on? Stripes. Cincinnati. We gon' rise in the <laughs> Hootay! Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Del Altman. My guest co-host tonight, just talk to my guest tonight, and my co-host guest is Cincy James. What's up, brother? What's up? How's it going? Good, good. I'm, I'm, thank you for filling in. Uh, Derek, he, he's not actually at work on this Thursday, but his daughter's homesick, so hopefully, Ashlyn, hopefully you feel better, baby girl. Um, and then our guest tonight is Parker Blake, the man, yes, the man with the fabulous beard, the fabulous hair, offensive line extraordinaire. I mean, I've got his grades here in front of me. It's beautiful. I love when we got somebody breaking down Bengals offensive line. Thank you, sir, for what you do. Hey, someone's got to do it, you know. Hey, and I'm glad it's you because you do a damn good job. I try my best. Absolutely. So, uh. Daryl, Derek's like, I'm here. So he's technically here. <laughs> there he is. He's just in the chat. So, all right. Uh, James, I mean, you're more familiar with Parker than me. I'll let you ask the first question based off yeah. of last night, you know, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, we've been we've been DMing today. We're, like, we're, we're best buds. Oh, you don't, you don't know. This is, this is my best friend right here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Clark Harris. Uh-uh. Sorry, Clark. No. <laughs> well, Clark, Clark's mine. I didn't say it, so Clark ain't gonna be mad at me. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, what one of the questions that I've got is, what really got you into coaching? So I uh, I I played all this time when I was playing. I was a center, and so I dedicated all this time to learning the game, learning how to read defenses, learning how O line schemes worked. And then, like, I when I knew my college days were done and I was done playing, I was like, well, I have all this knowledge. Like, I don't want to just, like, let my brain decay now for the rest of my life. Like, what am I going to do with all this pointless knowledge now? Just get really good at running the ball in Madden or what? So I came <laughs> back and I just – I coached the, coached the high school I graduated from. And then, yeah, now we're here. <clears throat> That's nice. awesome, man. Um, so as a center, we'll just go into that then. If you If you played center a lot. That is such an important position. And how much do you think Ted Karras has helped Joe Burrow this year? Because I feel like Joe had more on his plate before, and I think Ted's helped him a lot with that. No, for sure. I, when you have a center that's smart like Ted, you can you can let him do a lot more than I feel like they've been able to do in the past. Especially, I, I can't confirm. I wish I knew someone that could. But I'd like to say I'm pretty sure Ted's calling the protections anyway and sliding himself around because – 
usually your guards and tackles are pretty much locked no matter what goes on anyway. It's just kind of the center deciding where to go. But if you – I mean, picking up stunts and everything, he's he's probably the best guy to do it up there. I, I feel like, especially even with Volson's development, he's just helped out a lot. He's he's a smart guy. I think he's a great pickup, honestly. And, you, and Crip already has a nickname after two shows for you. <laughs> oh, Peter Parker Blake. That – that's pretty – you can't get much better nickname. He called me One Cheek Sneak because he thought he pooped my pants one time <laughs> when I had to go outside. So, trust me, Rip comes up with some some names, and he gave you a good one. So The, the O-line you know. web slinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, all? Saul said you're the real deal. We agree. So That's why we had him on. We didn't think he was the shit at what he's talking about. <laughs> but, right, I'm not like the worst, you know. I'm better, I'm better than being the worst. All right, guys. So, what are we drinking tonight? Any anything? We got any alcoholic beverages? Just uh, chilling tonight. You've got a cup. I've got a. I got I, I, there's light. stuff in it. I'm I'm just acting like I'm drinking. <laughs> if you guys see me having a bunch of these, don't judge me because they were out of my 16 ounce can. So clearly, I'm going to go through the 12 ounce can quicker. Just that's just that's just math now. Yeah. yeah. Parker, you got anything? No, Are you drinking water again? I, I'm being boring again. I'm saving That's it all, all right. for tomorrow, you know. That's I'm all right. I, I mean, I'm doing the same thing like as last night. Bengals, it's not like you're on Bengals and Brews or anything. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, I'll, I'll go grab a beer right now. Hold he, on. He's got his coffee ready. Yeah, he, he thought see, it was a different brew. <laughs> you see how hard that was to twist his arm into going again? I was made one joke about having a drink, and he went and got one. I I promise anyone that wants to come on here, that is not – we do not actually twist your arm again. You yeah. don't have to have one. It's yeah. fine. Peer pressure. I, I've been sober for 35 years. Oh, well, you know what the name of the show is. Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're Peer on Bagel to Like someone just, you know, oh, I've been in rehab for two years. I finally, yeah. you know, after 30 years of drinking. Oh, there he got is. got the Coors Light. I, I got my tequila and, and uh, strawberry seltzer water and lime. Nice. All right, yep. so Parker, you live in Utah? Is that I do, I do. Have you always lived in Utah? Oh, uh, for the most part, I think I moved out here when I was like five or six. So. Uh, where did you live at before that? Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay, so that kind of gets into <laughs> into is that like Bengal fan where you kind of yeah born that's into the Indiana that's yeah. okay yep that's the popular question is how I got there and yeah it's I mean there's no other team out there to root for so why not. Now, Lexington, you're also a C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats. They're playing yes. right now, up five. Yes, sir. Well, I know I got this game on my phone right now, but no one needs to know that. <laughs> I was very disappointed in that loss to Michigan State the other night. I'll say that. That was – Yeah. That was hard to watch, man. That's what – yeah, we were – You shoot 28% that. from, from three-point, and then you shoot uh, – I think it was 36% for the game. Yeah, you're not going to win many games if you do that. Yeah, so, they, they need to get think, it figured out. I think they will, but they always they do this. They do this every year, though. They're never good until like March, ever. Sometimes, sometimes they're not even sometimes, good. Yeah, sometimes I mean, sometimes they the start falling apart. Year, by, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we they won't talk about twenty twenty. March, it's not usually in a, in November. Yeah, true. Um, well, I, so, I I was gonna I, I was gonna I have a Utah question. Okay. Because we talked about it a little bit last night, Parker. Um, why to you is fry sauce a superior dipping sauce? And maybe tell people what it is that didn't watch last night. Well, I don't, for, well, I mean, fry sauce is just ketchup and mayo. Like it ain't, <laughs> it ain't some miraculous invention. 
Now, if you put barbecue <laughs> sauce in it too, now you're cooking, you're getting somewhere. I don't superior compared to what? I would not say it's like the superior sauce, but it's definitely getting like. But I mean, hey. you're saying, oh, James just blacked out. Yeah, I, I just, we lost James. You have one drink and you black out. <laughs> uh, but okay, so you have like ketchup, obviously, that's an elite sauce. Ketchup is not an opinion. elite sauce. Don't start with ketchup. I like, come on. We have a big, it's ham a staple. Turkey. That's okay, a staple hammer sauce. turkey, hammer turkey, superior uh, meat. Well, I, turkey's dry, man. I can't do turkey. I'm a ham guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. And if I have to do turkey, see, then I'll even eat it with ketchup because once again, turkey is dry. Whoa, that's hot take right there. Yeah. You eat turkey with ketchup? Fuck yeah. What about the gravy? Yeah, I mean, yes, with some gravy is fine, but it depends on the gravy also. Like if that's true. That's bad. but that's a good point. But barbecue sauce also elite. So you mentioned barbecue sauce, and that's elite sauce. Barbecue sauce is an elite sauce. I had some barbecue sauce today for lunch on brisket. <laughs> you say just a bottle of barbecue yeah, sauce? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just drank it at the bottle. It was, it was a long day. Now, my girl, Bridget, she cheated. So we had a bowl of hammer turkey just because, you know, it's Thanksgiving time. and Not Christmas Whitney. After that. Yeah, but Bridget, not Whitney. She she said steak, Jeff Ruby steak. I'm like, that was not part of the, co- of course yeah. I didn't part of the conversation. She made me feel bad. To Jeff Ruby, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, he's in there liking that and stuff. And I'm like, why are you making me look bad? I didn't say that. Post the pictures. <laughs> we never said steak was bad. We yeah. just assumed it was the best. Oh, barbecue with turkey? I'll try that. Oh, Ooh, that does sound good. Yeah. I'll try it. Maybe I'll like turkey more. Yeah. yeah. All right. We, took, we went to food. Sorry, I was, I was. I was more kidding. You can't get me on food like in the. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, so you kind of grew up a Bengals fan, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Flexed and everything. So, what was like one of your favorite players growing up, or a couple of your favorites, or one of your favorite teams? I always well, so like the first player I ever remembered was like was Rudy Johnson. Because I played NFL 2K5 for, like, years because that was the only NFL game I had. So I had the Johnson and Johnson combo. I always loved Hushman Zada because who doesn't love Hushman Zada? Wasn't it a trio? Didn't they have Jeremy Johnson at fullback, too? They did have Jeremy Johnson at fullback. Big Johnson. Three Johnsons and a, and a big Willie. Yeah, that was always <laughs> the shirt. Yeah. yeah. Big meat. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are those are like my first like yeah like I've always been an Ocho Cinco. I don't know if anyone, well, many people that don't like Ocho Cinco, but Rudy Johnson was like my first like favorite player. I can't say I really got like into watching like whole teams until just a few years ago. So probably like the 2015 team in my recent memory is like my top favorite team. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just a kid. I so. got you. <clears throat> well, well, in terms of O line talk, so. When you're watching film, what is it that helps you really determine the like the scheme or the set or whatever it is that the offensive line is trying to accomplish or run? Well, it's all about it's all about watching. Like, you always have to watch the play first. A lot of people think that you can just go in and just watch individual players and say, "Oh, well, he looks like he won the rep or he didn't win the rep." But you got to watch yeah. the play through. That's why, like the all twenty-two, you can kind of see where they're trying to get with their feet. 
with their eyes. And you also have to watch the running back. I think it's a really underrated part of watching the O-line is trying to key off the running back. I was talking with uh, – I think it was with you today when you're trying to differentiate yep. between like inside, inside zone and duo – Watch mm-hmm. the running back because the running back has to make reads on inside zone, whereas in duo, they're just trying to hit the lane. Yeah. So that's the kind of the biggest things that I use to at least identify where they're trying to get with the play or the scheme. Now, this is my own fault that I'm going back to this. But Derek, if you're smoking a turkey, I've never had a smoked turkey. So you you know, that could also turkey? change my mind. Smoked like, turkey's really good. Smoked turkey's good. That's a, that's like as moist as you can get turkey. You have to smoke it. That, that's what I, that's why I want to try and see if my opinion changes, but I don't think it's going to change from nice honey glaze on a ham. No, it's not. It's, okay. it's, not. it's hard. It's, it's hard to beat though. Honey glazed ham. Goodness. Hey, does this sound like I'm yelling to you guys or not? No, you feel good to me. Good. Yeah. Cause my wife came down, I'm in the garage and she comes down from the porch. Cause you know, she's uh, smoking her medicine. Is that, how do you properly say that? she's smoking her night medicine you did a wonderful job there sir um and she's like sir turn your volume down so that's why i was muted there for a minute i'm like what i'm like i'm like i turn it and then she was like you need to stop yelling and i'm like what i didn't think i was really like yelling no you're good like does it sound like that on the street i was like were you watching the of course she wasn't she's listening to music apparently interrupting her music somehow 20 or 30 feet away. You, you got it. Sorry, turn Marissa. There. <laughs> come, wow. say that, come say that to my face again. There it is. <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off my own question. So you talked about the running back, um, kind of look watching the running back to help you figure out what the, what the offensive line's doing. Mm-hmm. How can the running backs – actually help protect burrow i know there's pass blocking but what can what else can they do is there anything else well you just gotta be you gotta be physical when you're pass blocking because i think uh there's 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 like a differentiate there's there's two different types of running backs there's the running backs that like they're gonna have your bruisers that just want to hit people they're not gonna have that breakaway speed they're not gonna be great around the edge but they're gonna they're gonna hit guys and that's who you need pass blocking and that's why the Bengals use some that's why they use samaje to pass block opposed to mixing most of the time because he's willing right. to get in there hit dudes Opposed to just, I think Mixon's more he'll get in the way, but he's not really going to give you extra time. He just kind of shift that guy around the pocket, and not give him a straight shot. So I mean, you got to be you got to be a bruiser if you want to pass block as a running back. Do you think that like okay? I don't know historically Mixon's, but it feels like this year's been worse than usual in his blocking. Like, you think that's just a mentality thing? Well, I I mean, running backs don't last. So, I mean, he's just he's getting older. I mean, you 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 can only take so much contact, and like your body starts breaking down. Maybe he's sore. He's never really been a big power runner. He used to be more of a powerful runner, but he was never like a I'm gonna hit this hole and I'm gonna run through guys. Not Derrick yeah. Henry. Yeah, he's he's not Derrick Henry. Um, not a lot of those. <laughs> that's, that's I think now that he's just kind of getting older. I mean, I'm sure he's just his body hurts. He doesn't want to take that much contact and. He's just, I mean, he's just trying to help himself out, which, I mean, you can't fault him for, but at the same time, he's not really helping the team out either. Before we shift into a little more, you know, this week, we got the Steelers. I want to talk a, a decent amount about that. But recently engaged, it seems like. 
Oh, uh, yeah, in July. It was the day before my birthday, actually. Okay. Well, I just want to say congratulations, brother. Thank uh, you. Thank one you. One vagina for the rest of your life. Yes, uh, sir. Just remember that. Um, but no, seriously, congratulations. Uh, I am married. I've been married for damn ball and chain. 17 years. It's a long time. We've been together for 20. So, no, I appreciate it. A long that. time, Thank over you. half my life. But congratulations. She's always right. Oh, yeah, I already know that for sure. Uh, if if you're going to complain, do it behind her back. Also, this is for, right? With somebody you can trust, yeah. Oh, I got another co-host hopping in here. What's up, Joe? Joe. on, guys. What's up, buddy? All right. Headset's not working. I was like, we can hear you. Hear you guys. You're so far away. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're all here. Uh, we've talked about food. We've talked about Parker being recently engaged in one vagina. We've talked a little bit of O-line, but we're just getting ready to get into the good stuff. The Steelers right. versus Bengals. So this is something on Rally Around the Natty. Parker was on last night. If you guys hadn't checked it out, that's James on that show. Santori, Greg, Bengal Dad. Make sure you check it out. It's a good episode. They went two hours, so I had to skim through. I didn't have that much time to watch two hours. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it was good. It was good. I could tell that Parker, I was like, it's already a guy I vibe with from the episode. I'm like, I fucks with that guy. Like, when he comes in, we're going to talk about that a little later. But when he comes in, we're going to have to hang out in lot one. So. No, it's, a, it's a party, man. It's a party. Yeah. I'm right. ready. So, you said, though, that you're more concerned with uh, Alex Highsmith instead of TJ Watt. Which, oh, sure. Highsmith has like eight and a half sacks. I get it. Like, he's playing good. But Watts only played two games this year, and last year he had 22 and a half freaking sacks. Like, I'm still scared about that guy more than anybody, but how do we slow both guys down? Plus, you got Cam Hayward and and Larry O and those guys on the inside. So, kind of what would you do to just, in general, try to slow these guys down? Well, and it, it's all about chipping, right? I, people talk about it all the time, but the Bengals, I don't, I don't feel like maybe I'm just missing it somewhere. I don't feel like they chip a lot, especially against these elite guys. And it's not about you. Don't chip with Mixon. Chip with like Hayden Hurst or one of these other tight ends. Don't use. Set them out on the outside. Give them a chip off the line. Help the tackle out for a half second or a second. And just let them get on their way. Like I, I don't like the. Having the running back come up and sit on the outside of the tackle, because especially because our tackles kind of give up the inside. So if they take that shot from the running back, they just kind of get pushed into the pocket anyway. Um, but I really think that's the biggest key. And if you and that's why I want to get back to the RPO stuff. I'm when the Bengals run that RPO effectively, like it is you it's unstoppable, it feels like. And if they can get the ball out quick, they don't really need to worry about that intense pass rush, especially coming off the edge. It's just about my biggest worry is with Watts kind of sitting back and kind of congesting passing lanes. But if we can run RPOs at Highsmith, I mean, that should be there all day because he's going to rush up field all day. You can take advantage of what he wants to do. So, yeah, I would like to see that. Joe, I don't know if you got any questions you just joined or – I know James has a has still quite a list. I got um, one more. But <laughs> you, you can go ahead, James. I'm, I'm still – Marinating. I wasn't okay. expecting to be able to join so quick. But yeah, you go ahead, James. So my my last question that I've got is, you know, you, you played O-line growing up. You coach O-line. You break it down. What was your favorite part of playing O-line? I think my favorite years playing was when I played guard because I, I'll say it till 
until day I die. But guard is the easiest position and it's the most fun position because as a tackle, you're left on that island. You got these dudes that are way more athletic than you. They're running forward. You're going backwards. You're trying to maintain your stuff. As a center, if your team uses you right, you have to like actually look at the defense, figure out what's going on. You're usually left – you get those nose guards. You just got to hang out with this big 300-plus guy all game long. But as a guard, usually you're just kind of banging around. You always got help on either side. And usually you're just getting up on the linebackers. And I, I hated linebackers growing up because linebackers are douchebags, but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> we can have. But I love just being able to just – bang off a D lineman and get on to the linebackers and just bully them all game. So, so you like hitting the shit out of people, basically. Dude, I love hitting yeah, people. In center all year, you got an arm between your legs half the time, so you never get a clean shot on somebody. But playing guard, especially out of a two-point stance, dude, you just get to rock people, and it's so fun. Yeah, you're not back on your heels, none of that stuff. You get nope. to just go. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, That's awesome. Hey, I, I hope so, Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Henderson, man, we need a big game from him. And uh, I think Phil's getting ready to join here in a minute, but we'll get a couple more questions till it looks like he's ready with Parker. And then, Parker, you're going to stick around too, right? Oh, for sure. All right, man, I love it because, you know, we'll just go, we'll talk to Phil, and then we'll just open it up for everybody. So, but oh, uh, sure. let me see. Here, I, what I is, got one. I, I'll put on my... Okay. Yeah, yeah, go but... ahead. I've got one more too after. So, so – to going back to Pittsburgh and you said, you know, running an effective RPO is a, a good way to offset their pass rush. It sounds like that's what you think they should do. What do you think they will do to try to not have a repeat of week one? What I'm, what I'm hoping they do is they, they do what worked the last few weeks and they run the ball more because naturally what running the ball does is it makes your, especially your DNs, um, play a little bit more patient. They can't get upfield as quick. That's why Miles Garrett had such a huge day is because he was just able to just pass rush all game. He knew they were going to run the ball. And if we can kind of be more balanced, even if it's just in the first half, then I think it'll be a much cleaner game for Joe in the backfield. And then, you know, if we can get Mixon going, then we can eliminate any of those interceptions because the ball's in Joe Mixon's hands, not Joe Burroughs. Yeah. And what yeah. one, one – go ahead. I was just going to say, Hunter kind of read my mind because my question was about Jonah. Like, is Jonah broken? I, I know that's a, kind of a loaded question. I don't think he's broken either, but, like, what is wrong with Jonah? Is the knee still bothering him? Do we think this bye week could help? And then uh, he's just saying, how how do you think the matchup between him and Highsmith will go because you're concerned about Highsmith? I'm hoping Jonah and Lyle can come out of the bye week and be healthy and be ready to go, honestly. I – I mean, play. I mean, when your knees floating around in your skin, I mean, I can't imagine that's fun to play on. But he came back the same game and kind of limped into the bye week. I'm hoping that they kind of let those two rest just so they can come out healthy. Honestly, I haven't seen much technically change from week one to now. I don't think they're really hammering many kind of EDDs, everyday drills at practice anymore, working on those technical things. So just let them rest for a week. Let's get back into for practice, and they should be ready to go. I would hope. And I really think, like, matchup-wise, Jonah and Highsmith, I've been talking about this all week. I Highsmith loves that inside spin move, and that is Jonah's weak spot. So I, I'm hoping that if they scheme it properly, they can chip on the outside. They can tell Jonah to hang out on the inside a little longer and not give that up as easy. And that should be a pretty easy way to clean that up. But we'll see if it happens. A lot Parker, of these – sorry, Joe. No, go ahead, Joe. 
Parker, what what have you seen about the last few games where we have been able to run the ball? I mean, it is is the O-line doing something different? Are we running different kind of runs? Is Mixon just playing better? Because I think we've tried to run the ball all year. We've just been incredibly inefficient. What, what do you think the difference has been the last, you know, two, three weeks? I've been thinking since week one that it's honestly been a it's been a mixing issue. And it hasn't been a mixing issue in like everyone saying they need to cut him. But I think it's just he hasn't ever had a good O-line in front of him. So the hesitancy that we were seeing early where he's going to the line and just, I don't know what to go. I'm just going to make a read and try to avoid people comes into his lack of physicality, but also his lack of confidence. And I think what we saw those last few weeks was, Hey, he was probably getting fed up because he wasn't getting his yards and that doesn't really help people get paid in the league, but it's also, he's like, Oh shit. I mean, I'm actually getting running lanes. He's been getting running lanes all season. The pass blocking hasn't been ideal as my grades show, but the lanes have been there. And if he starts hitting those lanes full speed, like he should, we're going to see a huge difference in the run game from the first half to the second half of the season. I think it's it's pretty heavily on mixing, in my opinion. I'm going to let, let James – I know, James, I'm going to give you a chance just so the people know that that's not – you haven't switched allegiance. Go ahead and grab it for the people. Not what you think it is. Just like this shirt from Cincy Shirts. Oh, that's a phenomenal shirt, by that's the awesome. way. Just in case that you're wondering, and this – we're gonna oh, yeah. bring this Phil, is toilet we're gonna bring, paper. Hey, we're going to bring Phil on also with this. Uh, okay. You know. Oh, great. The first thing he's going to see is me holding this up. Wonderful. Yeah, you holding the toilet paper. <laughs> it's a great start to the show. It says terrible bowel, not towel. It's toilet paper. It says poo day up on the top. And it says send it back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> this is toilet paper. This You can also, the Steelers fans can wipe their tears with it, you know, after we beat them. So I've got that up. I don't have a, a good spot for it yet, so I just put it hey, there. That's Dean a high-quality decoration. Right apologize there. for thinking you had some Stillers koozies in the background. No. Oh, oh gosh, I'd burn them. Glad, <laughs> glad we were able to clarify. Phil, welcome in, man. Hey, who day, brother? Who day? Who day? Hey, hey congratulations. Congrats. Yeah, hey, Steelers thanks. week. It's, it's Steelers week. Let's, let's get them, you know? Oh, I'm um, ready, man. Incredible, huh? Yeah. Are you guys as excited as I am? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm oh, ready because ready we owe them, man. We owe them. We're not going to we throw four interceptions again, Phil. We're not. It, all will be well. Who's going to the game? Raise your hand. Oh, not not going to the game. It's a road game. I was like, shit, home game. Yeah, I'm at every home <laughs> game. No, road game. <laughs> I started to, too. I'm like, oh, no, man. I want to. The mobile <laughs> unit. Hey, the mobile unit will be there. That This will be road game 107. Okay. And my 350th road game or game, regular season and postseason since 1992. That's impressive. So, uh, that's impressive. Of all games played. How how many Pittsburgh games do you think this will be? Uh, I think this is fourth or fifth. Okay. Uh, I will tell you, we get treated like kings when we go there. Uh, we everybody's been very nice, very respectful. In fact. Great story. I was in Kansas City for the AFC championship game. The first person to call me was a gentleman named Mike, and he's from Pittsburgh. I go to his tailgate every year. They throw a fabulous tailgate. And he says to me, you're going, dude, aren't you? And I said, if I can get tickets, but I'm going to be in L.A., he said, you're going to the game. If the Bengals don't come through with tickets for you, I'll get you tickets. How about that? Wow. 
I, I have heard similar things. I don't know if you've met Sean Moore yet, uh, Hootay Baby, who was fan of the year a couple years ago or not. I know who he is. Okay. Uh, great guy, by the way. You're going to love him when you meet him. He's probably one of the most genuine, nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. But uh, he he said similar things, like one of, on the road, that's probably been one of the fan bases that was the nicest. And I yeah. was like, that shocked me when he told me that over the summer. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, I've been to one game at Heinz Field, uh, and it was I, – I think we had already locked up the playoffs, and we knocked them out of the playoffs. So this would have been 2013, 2014 – 2012 or 2013. And um, so I went there, and I got a little, um, you know, heckling – walking around the stadium but once i got into the stadium could not have been a nicer group of guys and there were no other bengals fans in sight (laughs) and they were so nice and it was any like crap they gave me was like all in jest all in good fun they congratulated me after the game after we whooped them in their house um they they are under hey if you're one and oh whoa 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 don't bury the lead there. If you're one and oh, you need to get tickets and go, Bob. I I don't think we need the luck. You know what? The gentleman from Pittsburgh, I'm he is giving me his tickets to sit next to him. Oh, wow. He has two more for sale. And they're beautiful seats about midfield overlooking the river. There you go, Joe. Bring us home that dub. Let me know afterward if you're interested. Honestly, <laughs> great people. That's it. I appreciate it. <laughs> And All right. Got to win. Yes. Whatever to yes. win. Right. So obviously we got to talk about how the bagels just got you hook, line and sinker. Right. So oh, you dude, got a cute? there's it's no incredible. way, there's no way to talk about it without showing a little bit of the video. Cause I want to talk about these promos <laughs> and how many we're going to see and how long that went. And there are a lot of questions based off these promos. So here's a little bit of the video for everybody. If you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock cause it's everywhere and it's beautiful and it's just great. Yeah, it looks janky, but it's gonna look great in post here. Like as if you're posing at the mall, look at the camera. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You need me to sing. Santa baby, slip a Lombardi underneath the tree. This is for our German fans overseas. Old Tannenbaum, old Tannenbaum. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven boomers slinging. All right, this one we're saying uh, Merry Christmas in a couple of different languages, uh, just directly at the camera. Joyeux Noel, Feliz Navidad. All right, this last one is uh, Swedish. Jagar Hungry. Jagar Hungry. Perfect. It's so good. It's so, they. I mean, they did you dirty, but in such a nice way. Like, I messaged, uh, oh gosh, Seth Tanner on Twitter. I was like, "You evil genius." I'm like, I love it, but so. dude, I, I was there for a while. Um, they the the lead in was my ticket girl, Ali Tokar, called me. It's actually Ali Green now, I believe, um, and said we've had some people back out of some Christmas promos for social media can you come down and help us out and i said listen i own a retail jewelry store uh i can't get out of the middle of the day and she says 
Phil, you know, we really would like you because you, you've been a season ticket holder for a long time. If you if you can find somebody else to work. Phil so just I, goes, no, I told you no, hangs up the phone. <laughs> so Zach's sitting here like, he did Zach coming? <laughs> I, I called my wife, and she's the one that wrote the letter, right? <clears throat> and let me tell you, the letter is getting so much traction. People are coming into our store going, my husband was crying. And I go, holy smokes. Um, so she agreed to come and work at the store for us. And, um, I went down there and they said, where are your Bengal stuff? They made me take off my incredible hat and, uh, put the Santa hat on, went through it. There's a lot of stuff that you was not on film that wasn't shown. And I, I'm wondering when that's going to come out. Uh, but it's then come back out for sure. in, and I said, so you're going to sing, I'm going to sing with you. And he, then he said, it's all a lie. And. I'm befuddled. So I, I can tell you what I felt. It was the longest drive of 30 minutes to get home because they said, don't call anybody. Surprise your wife when you get to the store. And it, it seemed like I couldn't drive any faster. So oh, she didn't really even cool. know. Oh, she wrote she the letter, know. but didn't know he was picked. Right. No, that's awesome. no. I thought maybe and she I was an accomplice because she agreed. Yeah, to I did too. Floor. Yeah. Uh, no, she, she said, honey, just go down and be in a commercial. The grandkids would love you to be to see you on TV. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. So we told the grandkids I was going to be on TV and all that. And now I'm not. But uh, you might uh, be. I then, wouldn't say it yet. They, they gave me the ball and I brought it into the store underneath my jacket. And I said, honey, I'm not going to be in a commercial, but look what they gave me. And she says, are you kidding me? I said, no. I said, but what you put you over put me over was your letter. And uh, honestly, I, I read the letter a couple times a day and it's just amazing. So, so they did let you take the letter then with you. You're going to have to frame them, put it in the store, right? Uh, she didn't keep a copy of it. She, she said, I, you know, it's just, it, there's no chance in hell that you're going to be fan of the year. You, because I don't <laughs> bring a lot of attention to myself. <laughs> I'm just a fan. I love my Bengals. I love my city. Um, you know, it's been a long road and, and I'm, I'm humbled by this. This is just amazing because we have so many great fans and they could have picked one of 10,000 other people. And fortunately for me, they picked me and I hope I can uh, lead the fandom in a most positive way and represent the city and the team. Well, you're doing a great job so far because I haven't seen anybody be like, well, Phil just seems like a real asshole, you know? So that's a positive. <laughs> when no sure one's calling you an asshole, even on the internet, that's a positive, Phil. That's Trust me, that doesn't impressive. happen real often. So. <laughs> well, you know. Um, hey, can, can I can I announce something? Yeah, you can announce okay. whatever you want. A lot of people are asking me about my shirt. It's a great oh, yeah. shirt. Awesome. It's a great shirt. Um, tonight I was approached by two friends golf to wear the shirt. Now it doesn't come with a Bengal B and they're going to help support our, uh, our charity, which is Cincy boys with hats, which is completely to this point, self-funded. And we go out once a month, my son-in-law and some friends, and, um, we, we feed the homeless of Cincinnati and provide hats and gloves and, uh, socks and things like that. Uh, we, we try not to bring attention to us because it's not about us. Uh, we're very blessed. So, so go to twofriendsgolf.com 
And right now you can pre-order a shirt. They're going to give you 10% off uh, if you put in C-I-N-F-O-T-Y-22. Joe, can you can are you queuing up uh, something there with our? I'm working so on it. Pop it up. Are, on is the that screen. okay? That, that, we'll, that we'll make. Yeah, 100 percent, man. That and that's a okay. hey, thank you for for what you're doing. I know you're not doing it for recognition, obviously, because like you said, that. No, but hopefully, you know, more people can help and help this call. Like, man, that it. There's a lot, and there's a lot of people, man, and no one should go. I mean, it's cold. I'm down in my garage, and I got all this warm stuff on. I'm like, I'm freezing, complaining. Imagine being out on the streets, like honestly. That, that's, I don't think you can. That's, that's awesome, that's Phil. Can you drop that promo code one more time on me so I can put it in the chat for everyone? It's C I N F O T Y, fan of the year, twenty two, and they're going to give you ten percent off. Now you're gonna, it's going to be a pre order because currently they're sold out, and they've got tons and tons of shirts coming, and they're actually going to do a dress next year, very similar to this because. My wife says, you know, there's really no good looking women's dresses out there. We found one and uh, it's been around uh, a picture of her and I in Dallas where she's wearing the cowboy hat. Um, that looks nice. But this beautiful orange, it's the right it color. Orange. It's great black. It's it, it's comfortable. I tell people order a size larger there. They run a little small. But uh, these are two two guys who are friends and they're absolutely fabulous guys. So here, we'll just pop it on the screen as well. We'll clip this. We'll put it on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else as well for you, Phil. So, yeah, you don't uh, need to be with this, but you just get the beautiful shirt. Uh, everybody runs up to me uh, down in New Orleans, Baltimore, New York, Dallas. Where'd you get that shirt? And now I can tell you. So um, they're, great. they're great guys. I want you to flood them with orders, and, um, and, and you'll love the shirt. It's, it's really a cool shirt. And and the dress like we, I think the Cincinnati Bengals have one of the best women fan bases there is. We which, do. Like I would I, next year, I kind of hope a woman wins our fan of the year. No offense to you, Phil, but you know, just mix it up because we have so many. I don't know that every fan base has as many wonderful female. Like we have so many. Like your wife included. It sounds like it. My, my She's with you is- all the time, right? <laughs> oh my god. I'm not sure how many wives would let them travel to as many games as I have, go to the games. I mean, we're going to Pittsburgh and we have someone watching our house for us because I can, I can say that Um, it's going to be cold as hell. And my wife does (laughs) not complain one bit. We down at the tailgates, she's down there. Um, We have our big uh, Cincy Bengal fest every year. And uh, it's a huge party by invitation only. Sorry, guys. And um, what? what? My invitation got lost in the mail. You might make the short list. I'm making the list, Phil. I won't. I'm making the list. I'll write myself. We'll We'll get to know each other. Uh, And I I have to give some props to our friends, Jerry and Shelly Rice. Uh, It's actually a tailgate that I hooked on to 21 years ago. And we've named it Jerry's Jungle Land. And Jerry's a great guy. His name's Jerry Rice. And uh, his wife calls him Minute Rice. Um, Uh-oh. It's a little joke there. Uh, yeah. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're great people. And um, we, have, we have a lot of fun. But we travel with the Rices to the Super Bowls and uh, a game or two a year. Uh, so they're, they're wonderful people. I have to give them props because they've been getting cut out of everything I've sent to WCPO and all those places. 
uh, the pictures. I mentioned their names and they, you know, because they just want it to be about me. Guess what? It's not just about me. Yeah. Clip well, it hey, sit, well, and yeah, and we'll put that out there, but send me a picture too. And I'll put a picture out with you guys, like whatever been getting clipped out. Okay. We'll put that on Twitter and stuff and we'll get it done. And, and uh, we'll do all that. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've been talking through Facebook, so. You want to tell us anything about the jewelry shop also? Like, we're here to let you promote, Phil. This is your time, buddy. Um, well, and you can have me on again. I'll, I'll, we'll come talk. I love talking Bengals, actually. Um, that's, that's really why we're here. But uh, the name of our business is Amrine Diamonds. We're on Colerain Avenue, right across from Northgate Mall. Um, we don't advertise. Every, we have, we've been in business for 26 and a half years, and I've been in the jewelry business for almost 40 we sell nice stuff for a lot less. It's just my wife and I. She does all the buying. We do custom work, more custom work than anybody else in town, I believe. But we're cool, too. There's no pressure. Um, you, you'll love what we do. It's, it's great, <clears throat> unique, high quality for a lot less money because a lot of us don't have a lot of money. I'm from Lower Price Hill, and, and I don't forget where I came from. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, Parker, see, if you didn't live in Utah when you got engaged this summer, you could have went to Phil. See, yeah, I, was just, I was just about to ask, man. I'm going to be there in December, January. I might have to come get a Bengals wedding band from you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. By the way, we have clients in 46 states and four foreign countries. I don't think we have anybody in Utah yet. Oh, we can change oh, that Oh, sure, yeah, though. there you go. Sure. Making history. All right, and, so and, Parker's uh, another guest. He's a big offensive line guy here. He does a lot of breakdowns, and he uh, coaches O-line for high school and stuff like that, played O-line in school. Um, so he was our first guest tonight. But, but Parker, when are you coming in exactly? Because you've never been to Cincinnati, correct? I have never been to Cincinnati. Um, I'm still trying to find flights. I did not consider New Year's Eve and day a holiday when I was planning this trip. So – that's been quite the adventure. So are you um, coming? But I think that I'm coming in around the 29th and I'm staying until like the 4th, I think. Okay. Well, let's, let's make sure we hook up. Well, let's and, do it. Uh, you know, you have to come to our tailgate. It's fabulous. 100%. And, and uh, honestly, we're all Bengals all the time. When I leave on Saturday to go to Pittsburgh, I will have Bengals on head to toe all the way through until I get home. Uh, and my wife knows it. Uh, funny story. We were out in L.A. for the Super Bowl and we have friends in Los Angeles and they always want to put on the dog for us and, and do something really fancy. And I said, dude, I um, I brought Bengals, my Air Jordans. I brought four golf shirts, orange shirts, a pair of jeans and my Bengal lid, which, by the way, I bought this the first day Paul Brand Stadium opened up. And my wife keeps saying, you got to get a new hat. And I said, listen, when the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I'll get a new hat. I thought I was going to get a new hat, man. Oh, we all, we all. Oh. He took it there. I'm just being sad now. I need a new hat, Zach. That, yeah. That's just the way it is. But anyway, we're out in L.A. And uh, wearing our Bengals stuff. And our friends pick us up and take us to the Four Seasons Beverly Hills. And I am wearing... Bengal shirt, jeans, and my Bengal Air Jordans. And we walk into the Four Seasons Beverly Hills. You know, this is a pretty posh place. And from a boy from Price Hill, 
little posh. They probably thought I was going to apply for a dishwasher job or something. <laughs> and, and we walked in and people started yelling who day. It was so cool. And, and you guys, you're, you're a lot younger than I am. So, you know, in the nineties, it was a very cold time at the stadium. So to hear the who day from local fans and fear the ground swell of support from the nation was incredible. We were walking down the street in Santa Monica at seven 30 in the morning and the garbage man yelled who day. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Uh, I mean, awesome. I, I, I can't tell you. Yeah. Uh, Joe, that's that Joe Burrow effect. I think uh, is part of it too. Like, yep. it's just a fun team and a fun team to root for Jamar. I mean, T Ty, like they just have fun with it. Let's switch. This is my co-host Derek. His daughter's homesick, so he's not on here. One of my co-hosts. Joe's my other. And yeah, it's the whole thing talking about co-hosts. <laughs> but Phil, do you have a question for the O-line guru Parker? Why we have both of you guys on here? An O-line question. Okay. What do you think the real issue is with the offensive line? She she went for the big one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I have my answer, but I want to see if we agree. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of things. I think being new is obviously it's a big issue, but I think they've gotten past that hump. I I just – I think the biggest issue right now is none of them are very – we don't have athletic – any athleticism, like, at a high scale. Like, we have Volson who can move pretty well. Terrace can move. And Jonah can – block in the run game pretty athletically but the biggest issue with picking up stunts in our past game is that we can't recover they don't have the athleticism to recover and i i don't think we have like the football iq out of our tackles to kind of identify the stuff outside that i think a lot of those top level tackles do so i think karis was a big he really helped there but i think football iq and just kind of that high level athleticism are the biggest issues we have I agree with you. I also think, as you know, an offensive lineman is an offensive line is like an amoeba. They mm -hmm. have to be one. And these guys haven't played together long enough to know you can have five all pros. But if they don't know what each other's doing and how to communicate, which is part of the football IQ, uh, I don't think they're going to be successful. We've seen them get better. But I think if they, if they could keep these five together – Next year, it's going to be a killer offensive line as long as Jonah starts playing up to his first-round uh, status. Well, we got to remember, too, that, I mean, three of the five of them didn't even really play, like, get, get any preseason reps in practice or games. They didn't get any of that stuff down. Like, I, I don't know. They didn't really get to gel until week one. Right. These are Parker, Parker grades the games. Parker grades the games. Oh, oh man. The green – the green – all that green, that is like positive. Well, to me, is like 78 plus percent, which is, you know, a little on the higher end for you'll take that all day, every day from a lineman. Absolutely. But all the green is pass blocking grades from our O line through the first nine weeks. The pink is mm -hmm. the run blocking. Just that yeah. difference alone, it's like double or almost triple of the green compared to the pink. So that tells me. We need to run block better. We got to get the run game going. We get the that run game going, it's going to open everything up. Like, that's just me, basic dumb dumb who drinks beers and talks Bengals. But if we can get the run game going and we can get that in sync, I think it opens everything up.
I, I agree. Um, I also believe there, there's an old saying, take what they give you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Joe goes back there and stands and has to throw a 30 or 40 yard pass every single time. Give us some quick slants. Um, the, the, out, the throw outs are nice. And what that'll do, that'll spread the offense or the defense, drop the linebackers back and open some of those running lanes. Totally agree. And yes. the thing that is frustrating when he doesn't do that is Mixon's really good out of the backfield catching the ball. Like he's such a perfect outlet, you know, on top of Hurst, you know, growing as part of this offense. It's like he has great check down options. Um, and that's what I was really frustrated with early on in the year. And I remember being at the the Miami game, just screaming, check down, check down. And I was like cheering for, you know, these little, yes. you know, four or five yard dump pass. It's like, that's what we need to do. We need to keep them honest. And we need to, t- you know, like you said, uh, just take what, what the defense gives us. Well, those check downs are like just an extension of your run game. I mean, yep. those quick passes out of the backfield, getting those four or five yard gains, like that's just extending your run game now. And you're going to suck that defense up. Yep. Right. Third and seven is terrible. Third and two is premium. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not always, because that that's valid. That's, that's valid. That's been a thing of frustration this year. A little bit. There. Normally, normally. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. hey, Joe Burrow is like is like the best QB sneak quarterback in the league. So I think he's hundred percent sneaking. You didn't have to say that. You don't ever say when someone's 100%. Parker, take it back. That's the announcer announcer curse. They can't stop it, man. They cannot stop it. Larry O's not going to stop it. He's 30 for 30 from 50 yards out, and then he shanks one. (laughs) There it is. That's the announcer's curse. Every time. Every time that happens. All right, Phil, instead of just talking fan of the year, because it's awesome and amazing, and we're all proud of you, at the end of the day, you're a Bengals fan, right? Absolutely. So what was your expectations coming into this year? Um, how do you think we finished the second half of the year? I had them eight and one at the bye. A lot of people did. <laughs> you, 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 I had them losing the Dallas game. That was the only game I had them losing. Um, and that was before Dak went down. Uh, I think we can be six and two the second half, and we need to be six and two the second half. Kansas City and Buffalo are going to be the the toughies. Uh, I don't see Pittsburgh that difficult unless you let them be that difficult. Uh, I think Baltimore's beatable. Cleveland's beatable. Tampa Bay's beatable. New England's beatable. Uh, I I think we can go six and two, and we need to go six and two. We need 11 wins. I was going to say, I'm hovering around that five and three, six and two. I'm like, but it's almost like we have to be six and two. If we're going to get in, we have to be six and two. Well, we've got the big man in the middle coming back next this week. Yes, next sir. week, I think Jamar's coming back. Uh, but we need those two rookies in the defensive secondary to step up. Yeah, and one of the things when you were going through all our opponents that I said, and Parker, I'd be interested in your thoughts being the O-line guy. I, maybe I'm oversimplifying it when I say, like, the teams that we've really struggled against is these teams with these elite pass rushers with Watt, uh, Micah Parsons, Garrett. And I look at our schedule, and of course we have Watt coming up, but I also see Judon out of New England, who is having an incredible season. Beast. Um, what? So 
when you when you see a guy like Judon, you know, for for New England, what he's doing, um, am I oversimplifying? Is that just we suck against elite pass rushers, or is it more complicated than that? I'll be right. I'll be right back too while you're answering that. You got- he doesn't care. Dale doesn't care. Um, <laughs> no, it's a I I think it's a scheme thing because I mean if you and it's like we talked about earlier where if you're just letting these guys tee off on you and just rush up the field and come get you. I mean, that's what that's what they're good at. That's what they get paid to do. Whereas if you if you can find a way to run the ball, and even if it's not working or hitting these quick passes out, out of the backfield, like you have to hold the linebacker somehow. And that, that was my biggest issue with like Micah, my biggest concern with Judon, where if you can make them worry about the running back, they won't have that presence. Whereas, I mean, guys like Garrett, he's always going to be rushing. He's going to be coming upfield trying to make that play anyway. And that's, but like these top level linebackers can get mitigated if we just run the ball, get it out of the backfield quick. And that's where the RPOs come in too, because it, they're never going to be in position to make that play. And if they are, then we can run the ball on. So that's true. Get them hesitating. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've, I've got a question for you, Phil. Um, obviously, so 1970, I think, was your first Bengals game, right? So, and you've been a season ticket holder for, this is your 30th year. Absolutely. So what has been your all-time favorite Bengal team? You know, try to take recency bias out of last year. Obviously, that was a great, great fun run. But what, what, what's your favorite team of all time? Well, you know what? I liked the Icky Woods, James Brooks years. Those were fun. Um, Yeah, that's... They, they had personality. James Brooks did not run out of bounds. Those, those were my guys. I, I just, that was the fun years. That really was the fun years. Yeah. What, what was your favorite road game? You know, Kansas City this year. Just because. It's hard to beat. You, you saw me cry like a baby on that uh, promo. I, my eyes were a little frosty in Tennessee and Kansas City, my wife told me. She says, what is with you? And I said, sweetheart, we're going to the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah. I had pictures of me, and it looked kind of like, oh, my God. Uh, so that was cool. I mean, I hope you guys got to be there. If you didn't, uh, I hope there's another time you can. Yeah, I got to go to the Raiders game, the Titans game, and the Chiefs game just started to get a little bit out of my price range. But, yeah, I cried every single playoff game. Um, but I didn't cry at the Super Bowl when we lost. But, you know, it was all, all happy tears leading up yeah. to it. Um, we weren't going to be there. But uh, we were there. You know what? And, and we almost won that damn game. We were that close. And that nobody is. gave us a chance. But we were there. Yeah. Well, what was your what was your reaction to that win against the Raiders after 30, 31 years of futility, you could say? Relief. Relief. I mean, it, especially, you know, they're driving down to tie the game. I'm going, are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. And then Pratt steps up and intercepts it. I go, yes. And that was a great sign. This team is so resilient. They'll bounce back. They're tough. They're mentally tough. I, I really think they love each other, and I think that bodes well for the future. I, especially, everybody's talking contract negotiations. I think they may be willing to take a little less to stay together. Yep, that's. I feel that way too. I'm leaning that way. One uh, one question I asked myself 
last year during the playoff run is, you know, I'm a grown man and I'm crying over a bunch of guys that accomplished something that I had nothing to do with and I'm overjoyed. But um, I, I I can tell you, you know, my part if, if, if you're interested, but I'd be interested to hear about like your perspective on just kind of like what the Bengals mean to you and just that emotion, that connection, like what does that mean to you? Well, there's only 32 NFL teams in the world. And our little hometown of Cincinnati has one. We're the second large, our second smallest market, but we're a, a tough bunch. And just to have an NFL team and the Brown family could have taken the money and run and they kept it. And I think it's up to us to support the team. Um, that's just, it's my entertainment. It's my social life. Everybody knows where I am on Sunday. Everybody knows that I love the Bengals and, uh, you know, I get Christmas gifts. It's all Bengal stuff. Uh, I, I, it's, it's what I choose to do and I love it. And I, I played football as a younger guy. I'm, you know, not, I wasn't any good, but, um, I just love football and you get so immersed and to have the, the Bengals and a city and a fan base that we have. Oh my God, come on. How could you not be into it? How could you not be emotional? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I remember I, I joined uh, one of these Twitter spaces, um, you know, just, just getting on audio call that, that uh, Zim was running after the Titans game. And I was talking to him about this and I said, why am I so emotional? And it's, it's like, I feel like Cincinnati is such a, it's got kind of a chip on their shoulder as far as like, you know, we're not a big market team. We've always been, you know, the team people like to call the bungles and, you know, I've heard poverty franchise. I've heard every insult in the book. And for me personally, it's like I resonate with just like I'm sure everyone on this call has been called names or been doubted. And we've all probably overcome some level of, of adversity and shut the doubters up. And that's why I got so emotional because I I felt it and I just, it just personified a, a lot of who I want to be and who I am. Right. Uh, we've been ridiculed. I'm, yeah. You know, but that's it. But I, and I've told this story before. I was out in, in Oakland the last year they were in Oakland and uh, we did lose that game. Uh, <laughs> I see more losers than winners, guys, but that's, but that's why we love our team because they always bounce back. Um, and the, a Raider fan, a passionate Raider, Raider fan comes up and says, why are you out here following this crappy team? And I said, well, I'm just going to let you know, next year I'm going to have a crappy team and you're not going to have a team. And I want you to understand, I'd rather have a crappy team than no team. And Mic drop. That. And uh, that. He, he says, boy, that's brutal. And I said, you know, it was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be brutal because I don't want to be nasty, nasty anybody. But it was just how I felt. He I'm started sorry. it. He started it, Phil. Yeah, every right. <laughs> every right. He started Hey, guys, ask the people in St. Louis if they like to have a team. Ask right. the Oakland people. Ask the San Diego people. If they all like to have teams, they'd love to have a team back, but they don't. And I, I know Mike Brown and the Brown family catch some grief, but they're really good people and they're very loyal people and they love our city. And uh, I think we should be grateful to have them. 
What's up, Chris? Chris, one of our buddies. Uh, which Greg said, much respect. I mean, a lot, a lot of people, man. Uh, and for me, just going off of what you were saying, Joe, and, and talking about just the fandom. Yeah, I'm two hours away from Cincinnati here in Portsmouth, Ohio. So there, there's probably more Steelers fans, Browns fans by far than there is Bengals fans. But it's starting to change. You know, that's just like what, what winning will do in general. And another thing in the Joe Burrow effect. But, yeah, there's always haters. There's always doubters. There's always this, that. But my second year having season tickets and some of my best friends I've met, Joe, you included, we met last year. Your co-host of the show, Derek, met last year. He's my other co-host, James. We just met this year. Like, Parker, I just met you tonight, but I I think I think we're going to go to the strip club. And no, we're not doing <laughs> well, I'll see you at the casino, though. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, yeah, after January 1st, it's legalized. Bet Fred Sports. Just check them out. Yes, sir. Pre-register with our, with our co- Hey. <laughs> You did good on that. Not nah, right here. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Bengals underscore boys two. Pre-register with that code. You're entered to win tickets, all kinds of stuff. So thanks, Parker. You helped me get that in. Here for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm a degenerate. See, that's already like already vibing. But uh yeah, Phil, just I I know uh on Bengal Gem's show you said Tim Cromerai is your favorite player of all time, correct? For the Bengals. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have another few you want to mention that would be like honorable mention guys that you just loved watching over the years or you respect for one reason or another? You, you know what? I'm going to go way back. Virgil Carter. Does anybody remember oh, wow. him other than me? I, I don't. That's why I was like, I was I'll like taken back for a minute. That was not a name. I'm about I... to Google him. Okay. Virgil Carter was a quarterback and Kenny Anderson was the starter. And it was the opening game. I think it was the opening game early in the season. They were playing Seattle. And it was, I don't know, 14 to nothing, 17 to nothing. And people were calling for Kenny Anderson's head. And Virgil Carter went in and led a comeback. And we went to the Super Bowl that year. Virgil Carter. Look it up. Yeah. So uh, He always has a place in my heart because he was uh, <laughs> the guy that, you know, Nobody, he was on the set. Nobody knew him and he came yeah. off the bench. Uh, so he's got a little place in my heart. Uh, Booby Clark. Remember Booby Clark? Remember that name. I think you just like to mess with us and say these names. That <laughs> I remember Bobby Williams. Who the hell is Booby Clark? Booby, Booby, you know, Booby Clark, another running back man out of Bethune Cookman. Uh, another great running back. Great guy. Uh, who else do I like? God, I like so many players. Um, you like anybody that we would know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to tell you what. I like Andy Dalton. And I'm going to tell oh, you what. Fuck. I no. You asked for this, Dale. You asked for this. A- Andy Dalton was having a Hall of Fame year when he broke his thumb. We would have we would have won the Super Bowl that year. Having an MVP season. We would have yep. won the Super Bowl that year. Now let me tell you why I like Andy Dalton. I'm a fan, and I go to a lot of road games, and a lot of times I'll stay at the same hotel as the Bengals. Well, in the morning, all the fans gather up. The players come down out of the elevator. They put their dark sunglasses on and their beats, and they walk right past these young kids and and fans who are going, "Man, hey, come on over here, come over here." Not Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton walked out of the elevator, no beats, no sunglasses, 
walks right over the fans. Now, keep in mind, he is the quarterback of an NFL team, one of the most popular people. And Andy Dalton walks over, gets pictures taken, autographs, and then you know what he says? Did I get everybody? How, how do you not love that, guys? Last half. I mean, I, yeah, I wish he would have been better on the field. But remember, he was a second-round draft choice, not a first. Yeah. And and he had a lot of winning seasons, a lot of winning drives, uh, did not get us to the promised land. But I blame Gresham for that. He dropped too many damn passes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, let me let me throw something out there real quick. Since he brought up Andy Dalton, I'd be remiss if I did not bring this up. So one of my co-hosts on the Rally Around the Natty, Greg Luther, massive Bengals fan. He equates players with food. And so the way that he described, here it is. The way that he describes Andy Dalton is that he is a grilled cheese sandwich. Now, sometimes you get a really awesome grilled cheese sandwich and it's one of the best things you've ever eaten. Other times you get that trash grilled cheese sandwich and you just want to throw it away. I think he's a little better than that. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is grilled cheese. Is that's what Greg says? I love it. It's funny, but if I didn't say that, I know Greg would have killed me. (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't have a food thing for him. Yeah, I I don't either. What what I always said about Andy, I said, you know, he 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 was a good quarterback. He wasn't elite. And a lot of teams would have killed for an Andy Dalton. And I compared him to like the level of Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl and got paid at one point. Joe Flacco was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Elite. They called him. Their careers have been all that different. In fact, I even think Andy was a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. I agree. Um, So it's just like, like, like you said, Phil, I'm like, had that injury not happen, I, I wonder, you know, people remember Andy differently. Yeah. But that what, whole round, of five, the whole, the whole five straight playoffs though, a lot of that was uh, Mike Zimmer, you know, gosh, what a great, what a great defense coordinator. Yep. Have you had a favorite coach coordinator, anything over the years as well? You, you know who I love Sammy Weish. Oh, it's gotta yep. be one. Come Everyone on. does. Yeah. I mean, you know, what a great guy. You know what my favorite game was with him? That you don't live in Cleveland? No, I like that. <laughs> when he played the Houston Oilers and he was up 63 to 7, I think, and onside kicked. Onside kicks. You guys remember that? <laughs> what a great story. I don't remember it, but I, I was he, young, young, young. He had a lot of beef with the coach, right? Yeah, he did not like Jerry Glanville yes. at all. So they were up 63 to – I think it was 63 to 7. I'm not sure the exact score. And he freaking onside kicks. <laughs> you, oh, clearly, you clearly got some beef with somebody when it's 63 to 7. Got some cojones to him, Matt. That, that, well, it's that's the old awesome. Woody Hayes, right? Like, I love Woody you Hayes. Because I couldn't you know, go for three. That's right. And you know what? That Clemson player should have never intercepted that ball. <laughs> Hey, are you a Buckeye fan, too? player, guys. On your side. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That was the end of his career. But yes. are you a Ohio State fan as well? Uh, I graduated from Miami of Ohio. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Ohio guy. Uh, so I cheer for Ohio State. I cheer for UC. Yeah, Miami, 
when they have a decent team. Yeah. So we're, what did you think about Roethlisberger, Ben? He's Miami guy, but you know he's also a little sassy. I loved him when he was at Miami. And then he went to the dark side. And I, I hope they put him on his damn back. Had to cut size. Absolutely. Hey, Gino hey, did that a lot, too. Yep. Hey, I got to go back to the Sam Weiss thing because I had to look it up. So they were up 45 to nothing over the Oilers in the fourth quarter calls for an onside kick and they ended up being up 52 nothing and he said quoted after the game we don't like this team we don't like their people when you get a chance to do it run up the score you do it i wish today this was a five quarter game (laughs) drop me a note if somebody likes this guy (laughs) savage man that is savage it was great. I, I didn't remember the score, but I knew it was a run up and uh, inappropriate in some circumstances, but not that one. Yeah. Yeah. Was it's it, all was good. it 1989? Crypt Keeper says, which he gave you a nickname earlier. Crypt Keeper gives everybody a nickname. I've already yeah. said I don't like mine. He gave, I don't like mine. He either. gave Parker <clears throat> a cool <throat> Spider Man one. But. Yeah. PPB. He gave you a cool one too. Oh, I think it was uh, Phil Diamond. Phil Diamond. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, that's cool. I dig that. Yeah, I mean that. You just gotta get blinged out now for your shop. You just start. Uh oh. He's got the ice. Got the ice. He's like, he's like, you think I'm not? You think I'm not? He's like, I played it down when I come in here, but hey. it's always on me. You know what? Guys can wear jewelry and it looks great on them. I love it. Sure. Women and, and women dig it. My wife loves that I wear jewelry. We got to hook you guys up. You got yes. to. At a reasonable price, of course. Hey, you know when I'll be there. <laughs> I'm a school teacher, Phil. It's got to be a very reasonable price. <laughs> well, I already told you that we have no employees. We don't advertise. Uh, our overhead's so low. We directly import. Yeah. We manufacture. We'll be less than anybody else. I'll take care of you. And first of all, thank you for being a school teacher. Hey, absolutely. I, yeah, I was trying to put that comment up, Jeff. Yeah, Phil we were trying to click drip. at the same time. Sorry. <laughs> Fill with the drip. What does that mean? It's like saying you're iced out. Is that another? Is oh, that, yeah. Like you, you've got you got the swag going off, and I guess that's yeah. a good thing, right? Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. It is absolutely. a very good thing. Like Joe Burrow, right? You know. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, Joe's a good guy. I like him. I wish I could sell him some of his stuff, but you know. <laughs> well, hey, fan of the year now. Hey, fan of the year. That's right. You got, got it in. You, you know, Phil, guys. Beat Diamond Phil. It, it still hasn't hit me yet. You realize that, right? That's I mean, awesome. even though the TV stations are calling the radio stations, you guys, um, it, it still hasn't hit me. It's it's so cool. I, I, I'm I just, just me. I'll be. In, I hope I'll be you get. Fun. I hope you get what Jim got. To watch them in the Super Bowl, but this time, bring it back. Yep. Bring yeah. Bring it back. The, the words out, Zach. I need a hat. That's the that's the battle cry <laughs> this year. Get yeah. Needs a new hat. Man needs a new hat. Yeah. Ha- ha- I I know. Have they told you about uh, like specifics on on what you're going to be able to do or experience? No. Okay. Uh, we already. I told you we, we've gone to most of the Super Bowls over the last couple of years. We've only gone to two games. We go to the Super Bowl City because 
we're hopeful. We're hopeless romantics. Every year in April, I go, you know, we're probably going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, let's book a condo or some hotels and airfare. And then we're three and 13. And we go, well, let's go anyway and see what it's all about. And so the <laughs> thing is, you go there and you watch people have the time of their life watching their team that they love because you love your team as much. And you go, someday that's going to be me. Well, guys, you know what? Last year was me. And it was really cool. But we're already booked for Phoenix. And, um, you know, I, I'm, ex I'm excited. So I, I don't know. I have no clue. I don't, you know what they gave me? They, and I left it at, my, at the store. They gave me this football that says Cincinnati Bengals Fan of the Year 2022 Who Day, Phil Amrine. And that's all they have to give me. That's all I want. Yeah. Coolest yeah. thing in the world. I, I, it, that's awesome. I, I mean, it's, you guys, it's the greatest feeling that I felt in a long time since I got married 35 years ago and I had my kids and my grandkids. Um, you know, that's having grandkids I, is awesome. Kids, awesome. Being married is awesome. About, about number five down here is being fan of the year, being married and all that stuff's up here. Are we, are I've got we a question gonna... for that. Can I yes. say real quick before you go, yes. James? Are we gonna like when we win a Super Bowl? We have to say it's not number one, right? Like technically, as a group of men here to our wives, we have to and fiancés, Parker, we have to say it's not number one. But it'll probably yep. be number one, right? Dude, let's get that ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I will. I will come to you, and I will get a custom ring. Right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, business will be booming. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> I, I don't care. I just want to win a Super Bowl, guys. Yeah. You guys don't yeah. get it, do you? I just uh there's one of my buddies, Richie Delassant from New Jersey. Yeah, and he, oh, I love Phil it. Phil Diamond. Yeah. You were already Phil Diamond or Diamond Phil. I kinda no, like Diamond just Phil. Picking up on the uh the Bengals and Bruise. Love it. So. Well, my my question was so obviously you won, but did you ever, like, you see Houdé Baby and Bengal Jim win the award, did you ever have any thoughts in your mind, like, you know, maybe one day that'd be really cool to to, to be that? Did, well, did it ever cross your mind or just, like, whatever, doesn't matter? Be very cool, <laughs> but I, I'm not very popular. You know, I'm not on the, I'm not on the scoreboard. I don't, ha I don't have a nickname. I don't dress up. Um, I'm just me. I, I love our team. And so many people nominated me. I, I'm blown away. I, honestly, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, but I think people know down at the Bengals office that I travel a lot, uh, that I go to games, that I love our team. Um, that's, yeah, that's just it. I, which blows me away. And the, the, um, the amount of love I'm seeing on Facebook and Twitter, uh, I, you, I can't fathom it because I'm just a nobody. No, are, are you on Twitter? I think I got three followers. <laughs> oh, we, well, we got to change that. Knows, that. No one knows your account. I've seen a million people say Phil needs a Twitter, but you'll have I, to I, tell I, us. I your think name. it's under Amrine Diamonds. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll, I, we'll look for it. Guys, uh, I just learned how to get blown up last hey, week. So I don't. You're, you're going to get blown up on there, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be awesome. I, uh, I love being here with you guys because it's nice talking with guys who love the Bengals as much as I do. And uh, yes. especially now, how did somebody from Utah become a Bengals fan? I'm originally from Lexington. I'm from across oh, the river. Okay. First five oh. years, right? First, first five. The first five were the most important five. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, because 
one, one time I was out in Seattle and I'm walking down Pike Street and it was the year uh, we, we did beat Seattle, I think 27 to 10 or something like that. Pac-Man intercepted a pass and run it back for a touchdown. Uh, I walked down Pike Street with my Bengals stuff on with my wife and people were coming up to us going, where are you from? Well, we got our Bengals stuff on. We're, we're from Cincinnati. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Saskatchewan. I'm from Wyoming. I'm from Oregon. I'm from North Dakota. And they got Bengal stuff on. Yeah. I go, how in the hell are you Bengals fans? They go, we love the icky shuffle. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they love Boomer. And, and which, you know what? When you're a fan and the team hasn't been doing well, it's really gratifying that there are people not from Cincinnati who love your team too. And it's, it's, really, it's really a cool feeling. Well, we have some of the we have the best helmet in the NFL as well. So it's oh, somebody just wants to you know choose the best two. That. That's true. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm an orange and black guy. I'm an orange <laughs> and black guy. I think the white looked cool, but I would have liked to see him reverse the helmet. That's what um, I was going to say. The inverse. Yeah, where, yeah. I, that was yeah. my pick. That was my pick too, Phil. I think that uh, would have been, been cool. sweet because we're orange and black. We're not white. Well, I mean, this is pretty classic right here, right? The orange and black. I love it. <laughs> Cousin Eddie. <laughs> you kind of look like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> oh, thanks. Get a, get a cigar. Get a, get cigar. a cigar. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Phil, where where can we find uh, your tailgate so we can come over and crack a beer together? Yeah, for uh, sure. We're, we're in Lot A. Lot of A, okay. Lot A, but... <laughs> We're kind of we, we already have a huge tailgate, so uh, kind of on the QT. Oh, okay. you guys can come. Maybe but, maybe we can get a private in. <laughs> hey, there. maybe you can come to us sometime. We usually yeah, we're lot one. Where you guys? Lot one. Lot one. Where's lot yeah, one? Yeah, we're usually right by the the Bengal bomb squad. Okay, lot one. Lot there's, one there's is across people. from the practice. There it is. <laughs> you look like it. That's a that's a pappy cigar. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Are you? Did you just become a dad? No, no. I've I've got an eleven-year-old and a and a four-year-old. You mean Pappy Bourbon? Yes. Oh, very nice. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Hey, just to let you know, on December second at Amrine Diamonds, we're doing a bourbon testing for guys and girls for uh, pre-Christmas. Free bourbon testing, and we're giving away a nice bottle of bourbon. Uh, two years ago, we gave a bottle of uh, Pappies away. And last year, I think we gave yeah. a bottle of Eagle uh, Rare away. James is what, what's, be there. what's the date? What was the December, date? December second. I wrote December it down 2nd. for you. I, I don't. I don't know if you see this right here. My Weller. Yeah, very nice. I've got Weller. I've got uh, OKI down here. I've got Smoke Wagon. I've got Blanton's Eagle Rare. E. H. Taylor Single Barrel. I got a lot. Uh, James, I need more though. James, <laughs> you live where? I, I live in uh, Bourbon County, Kentucky. But, well, but then have to come up. It's harder uh, to get. Bring, bring your lady friend with you, and uh, we'll hook you up while uh, you're drinking. Some I don't bourbon. think my wife would appreciate that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. I'm well, kidding. I've been married 15 years. Well, you got a few more minutes to hang out. These I got a few more minutes for you, brother. All right. You guys got any more questions you want to ask? 
Um, uh, one has to do with the Bengals the second half of the season. So it, do you do you have any particular unit or player that you feel like needs to step up the second half of the season in order for us to get to that 6-2 and two mark that you're talking about? Well, the offensive line needs a run block. That That's – that is critical because then we'll be able to control the clock as well uh, and keep our defense off the field, which is banged up in the secondary. That's uh... – <laughs> do we agree on that? Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, and then the, the secondary, the two rookies are really going to have to come on. Uh, I was kind of hoping Lou would get them out there and, and get a little fire tested early, uh, but now they have to. Yeah, we got to let Matt Schultz know about your uh, yeah, shindig. Matt, at, at... Matt was in here and said congratulations, but his wife, they're about to have their fourth kid. They actually went to the hospital last night, but his name on oh, Twitter right. is Bengals, Bengals and Bourbon. So he was in here to congratulate you, and then I I don't know. I have to check my messages to see if they're back at the hospital. She wasn't no, far enough along. Yeah, he, well, he, he would love that. He's a big bourbon guy. We love Matt. Well, come on down from Portsmouth. We're on Colerain Avenue, right across from Northgate Mall. You'll, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great place. That's, that's close to my mom. She's, she's in Fairfield. That's, yeah. that's where I grew up. Yeah. Okay, All right, cool. Phil. I know you rushed home from work to, uh, to join us. So I'm not going to take any more of your time. Just promote any, promote your store. Uh, talk about the shirts again, and then we'll let you out of here. And I appreciate your time. We'll have you on again because just to talk Bengals. Yeah, let's just talk Bengals. Yes, Uh, absolutely. The name of our jewelry store is Amrine Diamonds. We're at 9632 Colerain Avenue, right across from uh, Northgate Mall. Uh, We're open Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, The shirt, get the shirt. It's uh, twofriendsgolf.com. And there's a promo code running now for 10% off. And it's going to be a pre-order. And it's C-I-N-F-O-T-Y-22. That's Cincinnati Fan of the Year 22. And uh, they're great shirts. They're great guys. And uh, they've got a ton of shirts on order. We've been talking for a couple of days now. And I said, guys, these things are going to sell out. Everywhere I go, everybody loves my shirt. Now, it does not come with a Bengal B. It's just going to be the, the striped shirt. But it's phenomenal. And if you want to put a B on it, you can find a freaking B. And you can uh, get it stitched on there. Uh, you can do whatever you like. I cannot authorize no. that. <laughs> <laughs> just get the shirt get the shirt you'll love the shirt people will comment on it you can wear them on the golf course you can wear them to the games uh they're comfortable and, and they're breathable it's that great material that uh wicking material man it's, it's Ooh, yeah. cool I, it's very comfortable for a big guy like me i like comfortable shirts <laughs> speaking my language <laughs> so, uh, when are we going to get together again? Am I going to see anybody on the fourth? I, I, will, I won't be on the at the fourth. I will be at the game. I will uh, be there. Uh, we'll see time pending. We're actually going to give a check to uh, Kathy Hurst, Hayden's mom, for the Hayden Hurst Foundation. Um, Very cool. That's one of my deals. It's not a. It's what, one kidding. of the things I asked Bet Fred for because mental health awareness means a lot to me personally. So. We're going to be handing her a check around 2 o'clock. The game's supposed to be around 4-something. If I have time, I'll, I'll, I'll swing by. Or if you're around 2, we're in lot 1. Whatever. Either way, man. Well, we'll, thank we'll you very much. Up. 
Uh, I really appreciate you being on. And uh, if we can get together again, I will. I've promoted your uh, your uh, Bengals and Brews. So um, thank you, sir. Get going, guys. And who day? Let's go six and two and sweep on into that Super Bowl again. Who day, Phil? That's right. Congrats. Man, Phil was awesome. Love that. So cool. So Sorry. humble. I felt bad, like Parker just sat here for a long time, another guest, but like Phil is just so good. That was awesome. That was awesome. Dude, the humbleness, like it was, yeah. you could, you could, he exuded it. it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, Love it's it. like I do this stuff for charity, but I don't, you know, I don't, you know, want yeah, a lot you, of people to know about it. I have this tailgate. I don't want a lot of people to know about it. He just wants <laughs> to do his thing and experience I got this diamond thing. store. I don't advertise it. Yeah. <laughs> No, you, I, you, I, you cannot you cannot fake being that good of a person. So the Bengals no. picked a good one for fan of the year, in my opinion. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I love so, it. So, anybody got any more O line questions or anything for uh, Parker before we close this one down? Any more sensey talk or in the chat? If people don't know, Parker's going to be in. So give us your recommendations for places he should hit up. Yes, food sir, I need to keep it on my list. Yeah, How overwhelmed look. were you last night when we were talking about everywhere you need to go? <laughs> I, I had to go back and rewatch it so I could like make sure I hit every place that was mentioned. <laughs> well, the ones you already my, have on your list, like I felt like two or three of those was just like tailgate slash. Well, that's what I was. Drink. I was like saying, I'm like, like Parker, I'm like my man Parker wants some more food places. I well, no, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I got like all these bars and pubs, but like I got like. I need food. I gotta eat while I'm gonna be there for like a week. I need to eat. I heard I that just, Eli's bar. I can't just really float good. down the float down the street on beer all week. Zips Burgers, a classic one. Oh now yeah. Matt goes back up. Matt, we were just talking about you and the yeah. December second, the bourbon thing. I thought you would come in if you were still in here. But you know, wow. yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, yeah. It's a seafood place on the bank. It's right there by the stadium. We did a live show from there once. It was interesting. Bought one for my first tailgate in a decade. Uh, that's where I'm going to be, at least uh, for the start of it, because, I mean, I, I don't plan on venturing around because I'm hoping to hand that check to Kathy Hurst, you know. And that's, that's for my mental health. To feel like I did, you know, I did something... <laughs> Good. You know, sir, like it means a lot to me for reasons I've said. I'm not gonna sit here and yes, break down and cry about it again. But I believe in what they're doing. It's no other reason than that. And I am super excited to be able to to help in any small way that I can. And That's I know awesome. Matt, Bengals of Bourbon, is doing a raffle, which if anybody hasn't got a spot, please get a spot. I know it was about half full the other day. It could be full by, I don't know, Matt, if you can update me on that, that'd be great. But it, it is awesome and it, and it means a lot. And Matt's raising another 1250 And I think we're going to have at least a $2,000 check for Betfred for her. So, you know, that's amazing. It, any stuff we can do, like it's, just, it's, it's great. And I know they appreciate it. Like that's like when I did something for my mom, when my mom passed and, it was like 500 bucks and she calls me, you know, she didn't have to call awesome. me to, sorry, here I go. My fucking. Oh, you're good, man. And if, <laughs> if uh, you haven't heard um, Hayden, her story, just go to his Twitter profile. It's, I think it's still pinned to the top of his profile. 
Um, it's really a real personal story, um, but it was really moving. I watched it, you know, as soon as we signed him and I'm just like, I love this guy just because you know, that, that kind of stuff has affected my, me and my family uh, before. So it definitely hit home. So I appreciate all, all you're doing, Dale and Matt and so many other people that are raising money for the Hayden Hurst Foundation. Cause that, that one, saying, there's, there's still around 30. See, I thought we were about halfway, but it's still around 30 spots left. So, and even a retweet, like if you don't have the $25 for a spot, retweets help, you know, yeah. whatever. Cause it's free. It's a Joe Mixon signed jersey, some uh, AJ signed stuff, and uh, was it Ken Anderson was the other one? Was... How did I miss that one? I haven't seen that. Oh, wow. But it's like, you know, it's all that, and it's $25, only 50 spots, so good. you got a one of 50 chance to win or yeah. however many spots you take. But well, I'll be hopping in that. <laughs> But I mean, and and every dime of it, you know, this is his, this is his own memorabilia stuff, and every dime of that goes straight to that. Yep. Yeah, Matt's amazing. Uh, I did see one question. I think got buried from Crip Keeper. Uh, how important is center in our offense? Peter Parker Blake. <laughs> Oh, I was like, what is that? <laughs> it's a new nickname, I guess. I uh, I mean, in our offense, I don't know. Like I said, I think I think Karras is the one calling the protections and the slide and everything every which way. I think he's helped Bolson a lot. I think he's taken a lot of weight and pressure off Burrow. Um, but I think beyond that, I, I don't think he does a lot of the extra stuff that some of these other like high-level centers are doing, like Kelsey and I think even Humphrey in Kansas City. So – I think he's done a great job. See, the one sneak is back. I told you that the nicknames could be a lot worse. I was just Dell when he wanted to give me a nickname for like two months. I was like, yeah. just, I'm just Dell. That's just who I am. I, I got another question, Parker. So obviously, we've given up some sacks. Um, who do you think is to blame for the majority? Well, I mean, Mixon's responsible for like three, four, or five sacks this year, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, and Williams has given up a lot. I don't know how many of those have been credited to him that weren't him. I know watching the film, especially early, early in the year, I mean, Mixon was kind of getting in his way and causing a lot of sacks as well. I don't know if those got credited yeah. to Mixon or Williams, but I mean, Williams not being able to recover inside and Mixon not being able to pass block, that's kind of been the biggest issue sack wise. I think early on, Lyell not really being able to move at all caused some problems and kind of forced Joe to that left side, which probably helped out that rushers on that side as well. So, what, what do you think about the narrative that Joe holds on to the ball too, too long? Oh, I posted about that week one, and I got ripped apart. So, because we don't, you, you can't talk about Joe Burrow on Twitter. I learned that the hard way. Um, yeah. Well, but I, I you're not I, wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. And it's a legitimate thing. And yeah. he was he was injured in the four interceptions and the and the yeah. fumble and just I mean that game a lot was on him. The Cowboys game, a lot of it was on him. I yeah. mean it just being fair, like and honest. Especially when you know still, that, that pressure's coming hot. Like you gotta get that ball out. And like right. there's been times where they, they show pressure and they bring everything they show. He's got to have eyes on you. I mean, it's always, I mean, your coach from when you're eight and you start throwing the ball, you got to throw at the blitzer because there's no one covering the blitzer. Right. And I think 
if Burrow would learn to throw at the blitzer, which I know he knows how to do, then I it would kind of op- it would open up the underneath stuff. But we also need to call plays that you know have guys going through the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. Two two week two weeks in. I mean, I got into so many arguments with people saying Zach Taylor, you know, need to be fired or you know give up the play calling and whatever. I'm like. Zach Taylor is not the problem when Joe Burrow is holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball, and just looking for these big shots deep when he has guys wide open in the flats or, you know, right in front of him. And I'm just like, he's got to check down. But you're right. Um, Joe Burrow is uh, can do no wrong. And I love Joe Burrow just as much do. as anyone else does. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a beautiful human being. Um, <laughs> him, uh, if I saw him in the streets, but – he is not in battle. Restraining order. Restraining order. You're getting <laughs> he, he is no, not it's, it's a, it's a give and take. Not a I mean, perfect quarterback yet, but he's yeah. a young quarterback, and he's going to learn. He's going to get better, and he's going to win a Super Bowl. Because there, there are times where he's holding on to that ball, and he can make something happen. He can get out of the pocket, and he can make sure. something happen. But there's also a lot of times where he tries to get out of the pocket and loses 15 yards. So, I mean, it's yep. if you and it is if you want those big plays, you have to trust him to hold on to the ball. But and that's my been my biggest thing is I'm I don't care that he holds on to the ball. I care that he holds on to the ball and just stands in the pocket. There's no active yeah. feet. I, I think early on in this year, especially, I mean, he was holding on to that ball in the pocket and his eyes would drop and he would just still stand there. Like if he's looking downfield, that's one thing. But if you're going to hold on to the ball, you have that mental clock. All quarterbacks do at this level. Get out of the pocket and kind of give yourself some help yourself out a little. Yep. Seemed like a guy like Peyton Manning had those happy feet where he was always just moving, moving a little bit. Just And you didn't see him take a lot of those hold the ball sacks. Didn't seem like just because he was always moving. Well, it makes it easier to slip around. You know, you can feel that pressure better. And that's where I, I do think he got in trouble, especially the first couple of weeks um, where, I mean, Lyle was kind of getting bullied and he knew that. I mean, you. You can't – as a quarterback, you know where your better O-linemen are. And as the game goes, you know who's kind of getting beat up on. So I do think he kind of did that – did back up in the pocket a little bit, which, I mean, there's a lot of plays where I got worried that Jonah was going to, like, run over Joe Burrow in the pocket and sack him himself. But I don't know how much that that's on him either. So I think you talked about it last night a little bit where the the interior of the line early on, they just kept getting pushed backwards and it was making the pocket get really small mm-hmm. um talk about that a little bit yeah no I mean, it wasn't even like push because it was like the the most frustrating part was where he would like they would only get a rusher or two and then the other two interior linemen or one interior line would just back up kind of like with their head on a swivel waiting to pick up a stun or something but and i'm like I, you can't and everyone i mean there was the whole conversation on twitter about oh well they're backing up because it makes it easier to pick up those stunts when they come across. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how much that helps. I've never, I've never really seen that. I've never been a big fan of that, but I mean, sometimes you're going to get pushed. Like I said, Larry O, I mean, he was bullying Kappa week one and driving him into the pocket, but I mean, it also doesn't help when you have Karras just kind of backpedaling into Joe Burrow's lap. So they, they seem to have gotten away from that. I don't know if that was just something they brought over from their other teams or if that's something that Frank pushes, but it seems like they've gotten away from that, and I'm appreciative of that because now Joe actually has somewhere to step up into. Don't say it, Dale. I was actually going to say <laughs> I haven't thought this far ahead. So when I when I move here in a few months into my my parents' house, you know, because they passed, and I'm going to buy that. Um, 
but yeah, all these cats, I like, I have my separate garage and I can shut the door, but if I have an attached garage, I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be in there. So that's going to happen to me probably. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Me a how many cats? How, hold on. How many cats do you have? I just have one. Oh, one, and this has happened two times now where that cat is oh, up here. He does this while I'm working. He does this Whoa, while I'm here. I think I have, I think, I think the current number is eight. Eight oh, cats. Shit. Oh, shit. You're going to have pussy all over you. That's the joke I thought Dale was going to say. Uh, well, obviously, it was slow hanging fruit. I just held off. But, you know. Yeah, he's, he's always he was he was looking over here he was on the couch over here looking like he was gonna jump onto me and he's got all his claws i'm like no 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 don't do that yeah that's cats man cats are crazy you can't fucking talk to them they don't listen they're assholes <laughs> honestly i got eight assholes this fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, i mean that's I probably done. helpful for other things though <laughs> yeah my skyline runs through you but still all right, guys, I think we're going to end this one because, shit, we've been doing, like, hour episodes. But, hey, it's just the Parker effect. You end up... I know. Parker. I feel bad. Like, it's, it's my fault, you know. No, it's that. not. No. So we had, we usually... To. You are. I'm going to tell you all my problems. I don't do that. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Dude, I told Dale, I told you we were on for, like, almost another hour after we stopped the episode last night. No, we'll have you. I felt bad because, like, me, like, yeah, me and Santori, like, I feel like we talked till like 8 30 my time, almost nine. And I'm like, dude, I'm two hours behind. Like, I know you're tired. I know you're tired. (laughs) I had to hop off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So it's been fun. And Parker, I'd love to have you back on sometime. We'll keep in touch. And I definitely want to hang out when the time comes. Oh, for sure. Uh, James, thanks for hopping on and helping me out. Joe. Take care of that pussy. I will. Who did? Who did? Who did? Bingo stripes, we get it. New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted. Who they in our house, we win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earned our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah, we live it. Lit the crowd, hit the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the pounce, make the city howl. Now we feasting now. Thunder through the tunnel from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, on the jungle when we flex that who they muscle on them. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the